Welcome back to Sister Sleuths. I'm Courtney. I'm Danny. And I'm Kim. Wow. <laughs> we we always better did it. every time. <laughs> the pause. We're so impressed every is time. So good. I because I never know what to say right after. Just get I feel into like the leaving the laundry. long pause also gives us a really good spot to edit. <laughs> that is yes. true. I yes. was thinking like build the suspense. Like mm -hmm. what are they gonna say? What next? are they gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> what are they gonna talk about this week? Probably murder. We don't have any funny stories. We don't have any funny stories. I'm so sad. Not funny. We have only stressful have stories, stories, and so we're not going to share those with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But maybe you should tell why we missed a week. True. I feel like it's not... It's a little synopsis. Yeah, I'll give you the quick rundown. Um, so the reason... So we missed a week. Some of you maybe didn't even notice, and that's, you know, pretty rude. Rude. But that's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh <laughs> Will, we cried about it a little that no one noticed, but here's why we missed. So the night we were supposed to record, um, I got stuck at work because like 10 miles south of the place where I work, there was an active shooter and he was just like cruising along the state route, shooting at random cars. And so he wrecked his car because they deployed the spike strips and they had to like do a manhunt to try to find him and they did find him but the road was closed for a really long time so i was stuck at work and then when i was not stuck at work i was stuck in three hours of traffic to get home oh even though gosh. it usually only takes 50 minutes yeah so we didn't time, record oh and the guy died of an active shooter the yeah, guy the did die the, they should the police shot him and then he eventually died at the hospital no, 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 no. He shot himself. Oh, yeah. He shot himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the with the shooters lately? I don't get it. I don't know. This guy, I don't remember his name because I wasn't researching him. But Well, I was, but not <laughs> for this. Um, I did Google him when I did learn his name, and he was kind of crazy town. He, like, uh, held his family hostage years back and lit his house on fire. Oh, my gosh. And then um, he ran over his landlord repeatedly. You mean so, not just once? No, like, just multiple. Like, go forward. Multiple, like, backed up. up. In the cool. same moment. Yeah. Oh, not, like, Yikes. multiple different days? Not, like, different days. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been, like, he was, like, I ran him over on Monday. And then I ran them over on Wednesday. Just I mean, at, the at that like, point, getting sick of your shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I have a still got it with you. It's the landlord's fault, right? Like, I agree. Like, why are you like, walking leave. next to him yeah. while he's driving? Like, um, clearly, he's gonna he run. The landlord off. had had a like a, an argument about something, and so in court, he actually tried to convince the jury that like it was Loki, the landlord's fault that he got run over. <laughs> And, love that. And, we love and a good victim blaming. Yeah, he like barely served any time for anything. So hmm, um, thanks, state of Tennessee, for letting him loose on us here. Is that not um, like attempted murder? Like, come on. Yeah, right? He got it like, like put down to all kinds of nothing. Just <laughs> like the guy at Zaxby's. <laughs> um, but this guy oh shot God. in his little shooting rampage. He shot 10 vehicles and no one got hurt. Except for him in the end. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, there was that shooter in Cedar too. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking of that. Like right when we were leaving to go to Indiana, like Kendra was in like lockdown. 
Yeah, the whole road was closed. Yeah. It's crazy. People are kind of losing their marbles. They're losing it. They're losing it. I looked that guy up on Facebook. His profile picture is the profile picture is just him like holding up two ARs. What the shit? (laughs) I'm like, this has got to be him, right? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely him. Yeah, didn't take much investigating. It could have not been, but they did. He did have a mutual friend of someone who lived in that area, so that's true. I did have the same love that. The odds. Are pretty good high. times. Love that. We love crazy people. We do. I mean, we <laughs> what talk would about we talk about. Yeah, what, what would we would talk, we talk about? about? So anyway, that's all of our uh, dirty laundry. Dirty laundry. Dirty laundry. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's a good. It's a good segment. Well, it's fine because we talked about scary movies, and then we're still going on our thing because it's still October. Yeah. Of cases that were like helped inspire scary movies. And so we have another one today. Can't wait. I Woo. know. It's it's a gross one, though. Let me just, like, put that out there. It really it's, is. It's pretty horrendous what this guy does. So just keep that in mind while you're listening. Did you do any research, Danny? I mean, like, just a little. Okay. I mean, but I've listened about this guy, like, in the past. But it's been a minute since I've... Like, okay. I just really. wanted to know, like, how authentic your reactions were going to be. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know a ton. I mean, I, I just didn't do research. I'm going to just throw it out there. I it's didn't fine. really do research. It's fine. I have it pulled up right here, um, but I didn't okay. read it. Well, if you guys have anything to add, just jump right in. Okay? okay. Yes. We're here for you. Okay. We'll do. I'll do it. Okay. Today... We're talking about a total sicko who became known as the Gainesville Ripper. This guy's horrendous crimes were what inspired screenwriter Kevin Williamson to write the screenplay for the classic 1996 horror film we now know as Scream. Do you guys like the Scream movies? Kimmy's probably never seen them. She's not seen Scream. (laughs) That's like her, like age like that's like what was cool when you were in high school right it did come out when i was in high school and i will tell you i've seen parts of it but i've never seen the whole thing i've seen the beginning of scream 2 where spoiler alert jada pinkett (laughs) smith gets fucking stabbed through a bathroom stall and you want to talk about anxiety (laughs) no thank you So I don't go pee in public. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Like I didn't want to do it before, but now it's dirty, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna just throw this out there. I can't um, ghost face seriously after all of like the scary movies that came. Right, out. I like, like can't picture the actual movie at like, this point. All I think of is scary movie two, and I know that's not the real movie, but that's you all I picture. <laughs> like every time, time you see him, you think, "What up? What's up? <laughs> What's up?" <laughs> Yep, every exactly. single time. Yep. Exactly. But the crimes that like occurred in real life, they're not really the same as the movie. So I I guess he just was intrigued of like the horror of it all. Because there's well, not really too many similarities. Yeah, there is one that I can think of, but we're not there yet. Okay, okay. Throw it in when we get there. Yeah. All right, so the guy we're talking about is named Danny Rowling. No relation. No relation. (laughs) 
Yeah. Different yeah. Danny. <laughs> because first names. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he was born in May of 1954 to his parents, Claudia and James Rowling. They all lived in Shreveport, Louisiana. And unfortunately, the situation in their home was not good at all. James Rowling was a cop and extremely abusive to his wife and children. When Claudia found out she was pregnant, her husband was not happy and repeatedly beat her throughout her pregnancy. I read that at one year old, Danny was beaten for the first time because he wasn't crawling properly. Oh, my Lord. So, That's so sad. Of the year. Um, Claudia tried to leave the relationship multiple times, but sadly, James was able to manipulate her into coming back every time. Danny failed the third grade for having too many absences, which caused his mother to have a nervous breakdown. Danny's school counselor described him as suffering from an inferior... How do you say that word? Inferiority. Yes, complex, with aggressive tendencies and poor impulse control. So keep that in mind as we go That's on. No shit. It just gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> By the time Danny was 11 years old, he started to get into music and use it as a way of coping with his abusive life at home, and he began playing the guitar. Around the same time, Danny's mother was committed to a mental hospital after slitting her own wrists. Danny started using drugs and alcohol, which only contributed to worsening his already messed up mental state. So he's only 11 at that point, and he's already gone through so much. At the age of 14... Danny picked up an interesting hobby of peeping through neighbors' windows. This quickly turned into him peeping into female neighbors' windows, which fueled his violent fantasies and introduced him to his obsession with voyeurism. At what age? 14? 14, yeah. It's interesting because that's how... um... Oh, shit. My brain is so tired. That's how the Golden State Killer started. <laughs> oh, really? Tom. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, you can't really, like, go up from there. Like, if you yeah. start at 14 looking through people's windows, like, I'm pretty sure you're going to be a criminal. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's all kinda like the, from there. It's kind of like the like killing, this. like, animal, like cats and dogs when you're, like, yes. younger. Yeah, no like good's going to come from that. If you're not treating exactly. animals right when you're little, serial killer. Mm-hmm. If you're peeping through yeah. windows, you're probably going to be a rapist and possibly a serial yeah. killer. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> but I read that a neighbor had caught him peeping into his daughter's window. And, like, I don't know if he, like, took him home or, like, told his dad. And so his dad, like, beat him for it. Oh, Not surprising, but. I think that would be enough to make you stop, but I guess not. It clearly didn't help. No. So Danny joined the Air Force in 1972, but he was eventually discharged after having too many problems with drug use. And then surprisingly enough, after his like two seconds in the military, Danny married a woman named Omather Halko. And together they had a daughter. They were married for four years, but of course the cycle of abuse continued so after Danny threatened to kill his wife, she left him, which good for her. Yeah, seriously. Mind you, he's only 23 at this point, and we haven't even gotten to the most crazy stuff. In 1977, Danny raped a woman who resembled his now ex-wife and embarked on a slew of armed robberies throughout the South. 
He was finally incarcerated in Jackson, Georgia in the year 1979. Throughout the 1980s, Danny committed a series of petty crimes, including theft. He started doing armed robberies to get cash and was in and out of the criminal justice system in Louisiana, Mississippi, Georgia, and Alabama. So he was really getting around. Yeah, he was a world traveler. Mm -hmm. He tried to escape prison multiple times, but was eventually released around 1989, which does not, like, trying to escape prison, does that not add, like, a significant amount of time to your... Hey, you think you'd get in trouble for that. Yeah. You would think so. But, I mean, I guess they were like, uh, boys will be boys. Yeah. I I mean, I guess he was only in for, like, theft so they didn't know like yeah. all the other it was petty shit at that point yeah i, I get it I get him. yeah but uh, when you like are on parole even if you like avoid like don't you get in trouble for that like if you were in yeah prison, that's true don't you think that's that true you'd get in trouble for trying to leave it was the 80s i guess they weren't as uh, yeah. yeah it really know. yeah and i mean different late times, 80s man. different times <laughs> it really was yeah So, after he was released from prison, he was back living in Shreveport with his parents, I think, who were still married. They were still together. Really? They're just holding it together, you know? Yeah. I don't know Um, why, but... Yeah, I don't know either. Anyway, Danny got fired from his job, and he was so pissed. Like, he went off on his boss. He was super pissed about being fired. So, like, what do you do when you're mad? you break into someone's house and kill a family, right? Yeah. Because that's what he did. Obviously. So the same night he was fired, Danny broke into the home of 24-year-old Julie Grissom. Her 8-year-old nephew, Sean, and her 55-year-old father, Tom, were also there. They were all stabbed, and Julie was found with bite marks on her breasts, and her body was arranged with her legs spread open on the bed. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, super gross. That is so horrible. What the freak? I heard this on one of the podcasts I listened to, that the main suspect in the murder of the Grissom family was Julie's boyfriend at the time. And even though he had, like, the most solid alibi, like, receipts, witnesses, everything, the police still named him a suspect during a press conference and just ruined that guy's life. Like, he wasn't charged or anything. But that's still, still that stays with you forever. Well, though so I felt the really it. shitty thing is, um, they never, uh, if I remember correctly, they didn't actually pin those that triple homicide on him until way, way, way later. Mm-hmm. So this poor guy like lived years with everyone thinking that he was a serial murderer. But I feel like even when you're like cleared. Just because you were at one time, like, accused of that, people just, like, hold on to it. Yeah, for sure. So, that's super unfortunate. And he, like, he's, like, grieving. Like, his girlfriend died, and then they're just trying to throw this murder on him. Yep. So, we're in May of 1990. Danny got into one last fight with his dad and shot him in the face. You might oh. be excited about that because the dad was a douche, right? But no, the dad survived. <laughs> of course he did. But he did lose an eye and an ear. Well, there is so. that. Silver lining. And his outsides looked as ugly as his insides. <laughs> there you go. 
After shooting his father, Danny stole the identity of a deceased man named Michael Kennedy Jr. and ran off to Florida. So now we're in the late, we're in late July of 1990. And obviously running away to Florida didn't cure Danny. It's actually where the most horrific part of our story begins. On the night of August 24th, 1990, Danny broke into the apartment of Sonia Larson and Christina Powell, who were both college students. He first saw Christina asleep on the couch, but he didn't attack her first. He then went upstairs and found Sonia asleep in her bed. He taped her mouth with duct tape and stabbed her multiple times before going back downstairs to Christina. He taped her mouth and bound her hands before raping her and stabbing her five times in the back. He also posed both girls' bodies with their legs spread open provocatively, and then he did what every psycho would do, and he went into their kitchen to have a snack. I also read that he showered in their house, oh in their apartment, before he left. Which well, He's just really making himself a bad home. idea. It seems like a bad think. idea, evidence-wise. Yeah, you would think. But... Yeah, I have nothing to say. Like, I don't even know what to say. There's just um, I no words. I saw somewhere that he had an apple and a banana. So a light, a light snack. Just He's a, on a diet. I feel like I'd be more hungry after all that, but that's just Mom me. said you got to eat your fruits and vegetables <laughs> while you're yeah. killing people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, hell or high water, you got to be healthy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he did this next part after his snack or before. But he at one point went back upstairs and cut off Sonia's nipples to take as a souvenir. Probably to make a belt. <laughs> That's what I'm I thought head. of too. So, I can't I can't not think of that. That is disgusting. And also it kind of hurts to think about. Like even though like they were already dead. Like just thinking about getting your nipple cut off. Like you get sympathy pains. Hurts. Yeah. All right, so there's plus more. it's Don't just worry. rude. It's just rude. It is rude. If you haven't like mm, the disrespect, man. And yes. Seriously. So like 42 hours later, Rowling broke into the house of Santa Fe Community College student Krista Hoyt. She was actually not home when he broke in, but he decided to wait for her. When she came home, he attacked her from behind, subduing her. He then raped and stabbed her, and then he cut off her head and posed it on a nearby bookshelf. He also cut off her nipples and just placed them next to her on the bed and then posed her body similar to the other victims. What, like, makes somebody do this? Like, where do you even come up with this shit? It's, like, like I don't very extra yeah. I don't know what his problem is. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get but it at all. But it's gross. So by now, the news of these murders had spread across the campuses. So it's like University of Florida, I think, and then this community college. And police were doing their best to try and catch whoever was responsible. But on August 27th, Danny Rowling killed one more time. He broke into the apartment of Tracy Pauls. Is that how you say her last name? I guess I so. Yeah. When he entered the apartment, he came across a man named Manny Taboda, who was apparently a bodyguard assigned to her because of all the murders happening. And so 
Tabota and Rowling fought, but Danny was eventually able to kill the bodyguard. Tracy came out to see what was going on, and after seeing Rowling, she tried to barricade herself in her room. He was able to get inside, though. He raped her and stabbed her three times in the back. Wow. So, I think quite the MO going. Yeah, that had to cause just complete and total panic on campus. Because you think like, okay, so two girls get attacked first. And then all the women on campus would be like, that's so scary. I need need a big strong man to protect me. Mm -hmm. And yet this girl. Even your big strong man can't protect you. That's horrible. Yeah, it would just be like. One of the things that I was listening was saying, listening to was saying how um, the, the town Gainesville or whatever was classified as such a safe, like place. Everyone was just comfortable there. And then all this chaos just happened. That just shows you no matter where you're at, like you're not safe. Anything. This, This website says that he was a formal high school football player. So yeah, he was probably Manny. like a oh, solid gotcha. dude. Yeah, Manny. He sounds like a solid dude. Right. Like his name. Yeah. Right. I swear I saw somewhere that like said that there were like like so many students like left the school after that and like never came back. Yeah. I which mean, I can see. That would be traumatizing. Especially because it happened within such a close like time period. Yeah. It was like just, I mean, yeah, within a week. That's scary. Yeah. And this is where there's one similarity to at least the part of Scream, I think I remember. And I could be totally just making shit up. Um, <laughs> but in Scream, everyone thinks that's the one dude, right? But it actually mm-hmm. is a different dude. And I don't remember who. It is. I don't. Is it Skeet? Is it Matthew Lillard? I don't know. I don't even know the names of the movie. So, is it both of them? But I don't know. It's Matthew Lillard, and I don't remember the other guy. But I used to think he was so. And he is so good looking. (laughs) What up, Skeet? Do you not think of it anymore? You don't think he's good looking anymore, Danny? I mean, I haven't seen him in anything. Like, is he even around still? Yeah, he's still cute. I'm looking that shit up. But so, in this actual case with Danny Rowling. There was a guy that they arrested for a while because they thought it was him. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then it, like, further made them think that it was this other guy. I don't. I had his name a minute ago, but I don't remember what it was. I have it. Um, Good job. But then, like, the killings stopped. And so everyone mm-hmm. was like, obviously, then it is this guy. But all along, not him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. That's like the only thing I can see that actually makes sense in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Rowling skipped town after his little killing spree. And local authorities zeroed in on their prime suspect, which was this student at University of Florida named Edward Humphrey. Yes. Good job. And he lived at the same complex as two of the victims and was said to have exhibited erratic behavior. But... It turned out that he was, like, very mentally ill. He was, he was like, dealing with, like, manic depression. And the police had no evidence connecting him to the murders. No, he was the wrong blood type even. And they were like, no, we still yeah, think it's you. like nothing. And 
I read too that they just like surprisingly rolling covered his tracks well. Like he How? disposed of the duct tape used to like cover their mouths. So there weren't like really any fingerprints. And he even used like cleaning solutions to like clean up semen. Oh, which yikes. I feel like he wouldn't have been that smart, but I guess he was. Maybe he learned stuff from his dad being a cop. Like, I don't know. But so finally on September 8th, Danny was arrested for robbing a Winn Dixie store at gunpoint in Ocala, Florida. He led police on a high speed chase before crashing the getaway car. And it wasn't until four months later that police were able to connect him to the murders. They they kind of, like, connected the murders of the Grissom family and the Gainesville murders just from, like, the positioning of the women killed. Yeah. And then they were able to match the DNA found to him, which was yeah. finally enough to charge him with murder. It was, uh, like, a lady from his hometown, though, that, like, called into. You guys are too young to remember the TV show Crime Stoppers or the, the organization. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. But she called in and basically said, I think you should look at this guy because he, it could be him. He's a freak. Yeah. He's a creep. So um, I guess after he was arrested, I don't know how long after, but he started talking with this journalist named Sandra London, um, who eventually became his fiance. Oh my, oh my fucking God. Are you kidding and me? And she this? helped him put together the making of a serial killer. I'm guessing that's a book. I don't know. I didn't research that. <sighs> um, so I don't know if she was like, looking to get, like a payday off of that or if she like really was into him as a person. I don't know. But I sincerely hope that she was just trying to make a buck because right? I like, do I not understand these that. women. Yeah, I can yeah, I either. get your paycheck. But I cannot understand these women who are like, sure he killed eight people, but what a fucking catch. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like no. I can change him. Yeah, yeah these girls that are like him. I like bad what are you boys. Gonna change? Yeah. Okay, like naturally they're just a attracted to bad boys but like ew this is like a bad guy just find yeah. someone who like like he doesn't ride motorcycles and, and rides a motorcycle know. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's cool. like where's leather jackets exactly okay. there's like your james dean bad boy and then there's like ted bundy and they are not the yeah. same they're not no. the same no. no there's a a bad boy like yeah he'll let you ride on the back of his motorcycle and whatever and then there's like I killed people and buried them. No. Yeah. That's different. Just messed up. One of these They're things is not different. like the other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, initially he was pleading not guilty, but I guess he confessed to the murder with like to his inmate, like fellow inmate. <laughs> yeah. And so in February 1994, before his trial started, he uh, just randomly changed his plea to guilty. Yeah. And um, his mom testified and she talked about like all the abuse that he had received from his dad. And then there was also a psychiatrist who testified saying that he had like an alternate personality named Gemini who drove him 
to do oh these acts. I don't know how much they paid Just, that psychiatrist, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Rowling also said that he had a. I don't know how many personalities he said he had, but he said there was another one, and I don't remember its name. But he, I was listening to an interview with him, which was super creepy. Oh, creepy! But he said that this personality is because he was a, he kept like holding up grocery stores and shit. This personality was a Jesse James type. Oh, and I was no, like, you are so gross to what you yeah. yeah, being a pussy and just own up to it. Exactly. Yes. Don't make believe that you have different personalities. No, because there are people who do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, don't be a dick about it. You don't. Yeah. This also says that two other psychiatrists testified like that a severe personality disorder was in play somehow, but they... Right also said that they believed that he understood what he was doing and that it was very bad. And so oh, yeah. the jury unanimously found him guilty of first-degree murder on all five counts in late March. And a month later, he was sentenced to death. As he should have been. So love that. Yeah. It. I read that the reason that he changed his plea, like, so last minute... Was he didn't want to put the victim's families through hearing about all the horrible things he had done, which <laughs> oh I think is gosh. garbage. Yeah, and like then, you care now. Yeah, mm -hmm. you care now? Then during the sentencing, because the prosecution was pushing for death penalty, they read through, like they disclosed all of that information because they wanted him to die. So they obviously were going to hear it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was executed in 2006. That's what it says. That's yeah, October 25th, October 25th. 2006. Oh my gosh. It's about that. 47 day. people were crammed into the witness room. They were like sitting on each other's laps and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, he sang. As oh, he, he, was, was he was quite a singer. A religious hymn. And then his microphone was cut off, and he died. Yeah. Oh. So was it lethal I, injection? Yeah, it says lethal yeah, injection, yeah. which, like, I'm sure is painful. But like, they should really do. And maybe it's I'm just not. morbid. <laughs> but like, maybe just like do what he did to them. Maybe I don't. Right? Know. Like, what happened to an eye for an eye? Yeah. Um. Yeah, lethal injection is not painful at all. When it's they not? asked, when they, it's not. Uh, -uh it literally puts them to sleep and then they it's die. Supposed to, yeah, it's Are supposed to be like the humane. Yeah, way. it's not painful at all. Okay. Um, well, Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer, when he mm -hmm. was, um, when he was asked what he thought his means of death should be, like what he thought his punishment should be, he said that he should be tortured to death. I'm like, I got I to agree with Ed. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the right idea there. Yeah. Although I, I would true. not want to be the guy who has to torture him to death. Yeah. They so. I feel like you could probably get, like, a, a family member of a victim. <laughs> okay. This okay. is what we do. Okay. I have okay. a business plan. This is what okay. we so, do. What we no, start not, a business where we... Personal. Here we go. Shark tank. <laughs> so what we're we ready. Do. Is these creepy guys that, uh, as they grow older, want to become killers, 
we just let them take care of their like you know urges on these psychopaths that have become killers you know what i mean yes so dexter yes dexter yeah that works so i think that's great that's a good idea i don't know how that would become a business i feel like that would involve a lot of kidnapping <laughs> but okay. also i don't want to take care of psycho little kids that are like looking through yeah. people right like you have to deal with bad stuff, people either way yeah i don't want to deal with that i was just saying sides. like it's a business plan for it yeah so yeah if there's anyone else that like i don't know if there's gonna be like on. a psycho academy or like uh oh my gosh like the x-men thing but like yes not for superheroes here's what we do we do. They could still be called the X Men or something. <laughs> I, we can't call them the X Men. I'm pretty sure end. that's like, yeah, copyright uh, issues. Mm -hmm. yes, yes. We do what um, Britain did and we get a fucking island and we put them all on oh, it. Oh, yes. Boom. I love it. Well, this got morbid. Sorry about that. This got I morbid? <laughs> it's a true crime <laughs> podcast. <Ben. laughs> It's we were talking water. about a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but, that's the lovely story. Yeah. Gainesville Ripper. We're back again with slaying it. Woo woo. We have to change the <laughs> attitude of I could be. <laughs> we have to change the attitude of the podcast after we talk about like crazy yeah, murder. The depression. Real life murder. And so we're gonna ask. Um, Sam, we have Sam here today with us. Welcome, yes. Sam. Well, thank you. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Everyone, please meet my other half, Sam. Yes. We've Lovely. spoken I about him that. numerous times, and here he is. He's our number one fan, and here he is. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to be here. Okay, yeah. so here's how the game works, Sam. We're going to ask you five questions. You have to answer at least four of them correctly, and if you do, you win a prize. I know you're excited. <laughs> I feel like he's going to be our first winner. I feel like he is too. I'm feeling pretty good. Okay. Question one. Which Wes Craven horror movie features Nev Campbell as Sidney Prescott, who becomes the target of a mysterious killer in a mask? Friday 13th. Freddy Krueger. No. no. <laughs> <Did> you... Really? <laughs> it was Scream. Which... <laughs> you chose two answers. Oh. That's okay. Listen, oh, you you have to answer the rest of these questions correctly now. <laughs> you have four more. Are these ones not multiple choice? They're not multiple choice. That's Ooh, what I'm saying. Tricky, Danny. Tricky. Tricky. Okay. Um, this one's easy. Six-year-old Michael Myers kills his older sister and then 15 years later escapes from a sanitarium to kill again and again in which 1978 film? Halloween. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> Question three. The Jigsaw Killer is the main antagonist in which horror movie franchise? Saw. Oh, good job. Killed it. Killed, Killed it. Played it. Played it. it. Right. <laughs> Number four. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the motel in Alfred Hitchcock's 1960s psychological horror, Psycho? Uh, Bates Motel. Yes, it is. Kate, you have one more question. This is it. All right. I have faith in you. 
This this question is actually easy. I feel like I should answer. I feel like there should be a harder <laughs> one, but the next three are kind of easy, so I guess we'll just go with it. Linda Blair starred as a possessed teenager in which 1973 horror movie? Oh. You've got this. Well, I can picture... Isn't that the pea soup scene? Yeah. I'm just... The name of the movie kind of slips my mind. I'll read you the question one more time. The answer's <laughs> not in it, but maybe it will just spark something. <laughs> Linda Blair starred as a possessed teenager in which 1973 horror movie? The power of Christ compels you. I, I know. I just wrap. Oh. I like that you referred to it as the pea soup thing. I know. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, iconic. It's That's an iconic like, scene. I know, I know the movie for sure. I just can't. I can't believe that the name of it slipped my mind. Uh, oh, it's because we put you on the spot. Yeah. It is, yeah, you know, because it's. It's the make or break question. This question exactly. decides if you get a cool Sister Sluice notebook or if you just get <laughs> stickers, which you already have. <laughs> Never have too many. Listen, if you answer this correctly, you get to make out with a Sister Sleuth. Whoa. Dang. And for the record, limited it's time not offer. me or Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll let for Kim the record, take the take it i'll take one there. for the team yes don't screw it up buddy i know <laughs> I don't put more pressure yeah. on him i, I know I'm the hardest time trying to remember what it was called uh uh i want to give him a hint so bad me too so bad it's, i'm it's, holding it in it's the name of the when you're possessed it's the is it exorcism the exorcist yes, yes. you okay. did it <laughs> all right i knew it i knew i it. love how you oh, talked man. yourself through it i, I know it took that. forever that it's was, like i know it's the religious me. thing i was on the edge of my seat yeah same oh my gosh and i'm so proud of you our first winner oh, thank you Woo! i just had yeah, to draw that for like a very dramatic effect in it well all right well thank you i am playing. so happy that this happened yes yeah, thank you you're our first thank you so much I look forward I mean, to we don't even... the prize. Thanks Bye. for having me on the show. Bye. Bye. I love that he did it back. He did the um, buyback. I'm telling Bye. you, whenever I do that, <laughs> you can't not do a back to somebody when they do that. You can't not do a back. Plus, I yeah. have trained him super incredibly well. <laughs> Just kidding. wow, that's so exciting. That is so exciting. We, we got our winner. first winner. We will have to order him a book. Wow. What a high to end on. Well, I, I am thoroughly depressed. Should we end this now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was depressed, but now I'm not because I'm so pumped about that slaying it. That is true. I'm pretty pumped about that. Plus, rumor has it, I get a makeout later. Exactly. So and you booked that. yourself a makeout session. I booked myself a makeout session and we got a winner. Your life Killing is really it. going well right now. <laughs> You're slaying it. <laughs> I am slaying it. It's all coming up fucking roses for me. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, listen, kids, don't do drugs. And if anyone tries to kidnap you or sex traffic you or murder you, just stab them in the dick. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on 
Sister Sleuths. Bye. Bye.